you feel emotional when you listen to this? Yeah. I'm recording right now. Do you? Yeah. Everybody hurts sometimes. Everybody hurts Do you want to comment on anything that you like about the current pandemic situation and things that you want to bring forward after this? I'm feeling so the 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 not announcement but the like ideas out there that this is going to start getting lifted right now makes me more anxious than when things got put in place to be honest because I as much as I've been grieving my own loss of things which are generally fairly trivial um, I've really appreciated this time and as you know I've been asking for a long time for things to slow down and and I feel like we got this and I got what I had been personally yearning for and what I think the world and many people in it maybe not the whole world but many people in it have been yearning for and so the idea that this is going to end is actually scarier to me than when it started so that's all to say that I like a lot of this and uh I'm just very conscious of like what I want to do for the future like reminding myself of my ethics my practices and what's a priority going forward so do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think we're in a an interesting and kind of privileged um position. Yes. Like for a gazillion reasons, but particularly because we live in the same house as our friends. Yes. And so, which means that practically speaking, we have not been isolated from them, and our child gets to hang out with his best friend, and his best friend's little brother, and we get to hang out with two of our best friends. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that, yeah, that's more of a I don't know, like a disclaimer or something. But we also chose that. Yeah. We and and we chose that because community was important for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah. Yeah, which is important to say, but I just want to say that we may not be like suffering as much as a somebody in the exact same situation as us. Yes. Minus the like very unique but intentional situation that we have with with our friends in our house. Um, that said, 
I feel like there has been a massive, two big broad strokes, three big things for me. One is even though. Whoa, three? Yeah. It's always two. This is amazing. For me? Everything's always two. Good job. I know. I'll probably forget <laughs> the third one. Especially now that you've been interrupted. Okay. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Shit. Probably won't even get one. So. Okay. One thing is. Okay. I'll start in reverse order. One is commute. No commute. Yes. Huge. Is roughly an hour and a half of free time or if in the winter it's less in the summer when you're biking yeah but it's it's weird because it emotionally or energetically or something it it just feels different well you all okay so actually because adding into commute is getting ready Having shower, oh, yeah. putting on clothes, deciding right, what to right, wear, right. getting your lunch ready, right, like, right, all of that stuff. Right. So there's a lot more energy involved in commuting, in commuting. Right. Yeah, and it's not commuting, it's working outside of home. Mm-hmm. I know. Because I put zero thought into... 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 <laughs> um, Mike just found a hair on my face. It's long. It needs to be plugged. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I put zero energy into lunch prep and lunch eating. Yeah. Which is, there's pros and cons to that. I put... Which um, Which was my, one of my things that I did before that. I prepared most of your lunches. I did lunches. Did you? I did most of the lunches. You do breakfasts. I do lunches. You do Asher's lunch. I do your right, lunch. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, that and getting dressed. Not that I like... Well, I act, that is a huge stressor for me. I know. It's one... Like, if I'm just taking the streetcar, it's not... But if I'm, well, even if I'm just taking the streetcar and I have to wear ironed clothes, totally, that's a big thing. And if I'm not on the streetcar, that means that I'm biking. I know. And carrying huge stressor. All of that huge stressor. This was like because I don't. It's it, it's not actually like a huge stressor, days. but it's a surprising amount of. Stress it's a huge. From, uh, it consumes, it occupies our mind. Yeah. And that's actually... Waste. I would also yes, totally. not just say a consumption, yeah. but a waste of consumption. Yeah. I think I agree with that. And I say I work from home four days a week throughout the year. Maybe three days a week, but, you know, whatever. Four days a week. The, <laughs> the amount of time I save not having to do all of that stuff. And I remember... It's okay, you can have it. When I was biking before I got pregnant and had a baby, I was biking into like 
from like Danforth to Bathurst and Bloor every day in the summer. It was huge. It was like, when did I wash my hair? When was my hair? How was my hair going to be sweaty? Like, what kind of clothes was I wearing? Did I have a towel? Like, could I shower there? It was just so much. It was so much. It was so much to consume my brain with. Yeah. And if I actually had to look, like, professional, Mm -hmm. I couldn't bike. I actually would have to choose an alternative. And I know that goes through your mind, too. Such a waste of time. Such a ridiculous waste of time. That's part of actually what I love about what's happening right now is that there's a lot of people who show up on their Zoom for their meetings or whatever. And what actually, I ran a session, um, like a workplace seminar that I was leading for another organization. And uh, I it was on Zoom, and so I created polls. And one of the poll, the first poll question I had was, who's wearing pajamas? And was, are you wearing full pajamas, partial pajamas, or work clothes? And everyone was wearing at least partial pajamas or full pajamas. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah. And I just love that people are doing that. There's such a casual mm-hmm. approach. I was even reading an article about um, Jacinda Arden, the uh, Prime Minister of New Zealand today. And one of the things that they said was at the very beginning when she did the announced the lockdown or was like doing a a public appearance about the lockdown she showed up in this like really kind of grungy-ish type sweatshirt and she's like I just put my toddler to sleep and now I'm on this like virtual press release call you know and it was like the Mark Zuckerberg of politics of politics um but it was also the reality of the situation Mm -hmm. Like, yes, this is what's going on right now. And but and it really does beg the question, like, why are we... What is the value of all that other professionalism? And then it just makes me pissed off and annoyed about, like, fashion industry and especially with respect to women and clearly also for men. But it's like, why is that an indicator of our worth? And, and why are we wasting time on that? Like, I, I love the Obama perspective with his perspective was you know he's got three different shirts and like one suit in the same color and it's like he changes the 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 shirt underneath and that's it and he doesn't put any decision into that and he doesn't waste decisions another example is with breakfast he he's got three different types of breakfast he likes bring me any one of those and I'll be happy and he doesn't have to think about it right like there's so many places where thought decisions are just like not necessary and it's too mm-hmm. much for our brain power. Like anyway, that's a, a good example. Like there's so much time that's saved by working at home. Okay, so we were talking about three things that yeah. you want to take away. So commuting was mm-hmm. the first one. Or was that just, like, the preface to what you were going to actually say? No, that was the third one. Right, okay. I feel like a lot of people are feeling that. It's a good one. Good, like, relatability of this podcast episode. Um, I think the first one was around kind of 
I don't know. It, I still like talk to friends through social media, meet up with them through video chats, like messaging, etc. Friends and family. But for some reason, it feels way less, there's way less pressure or less obligation or less, there's some sort of, yeah, I don't know, obligation has been lifted in this, in these times. Um, and, and thinking back to pre-COVID, like it wasn't like I had a ton of obligations but it was almost like this invisible or like unspoken unwritten like rule or stressor that I should be seeing and engaging with my friends more whereas now it's like that that expectation, even if that's just a my own expectation, has been wiped clean or drastically reduced. And yeah. I almost feel like I'm seeing my like engaging with friends more almost, not fully, but some some like my my like old high school like growing up friends um I see you once a week now which wasn't the case before at all I think that's amazing actually because I don't I don't know that you've ever all been on a group call before no we haven't no which is great Mm -hmm. especially because you all live in different cities Mm -hmm. Uh, I really appreciated my times to hang out with my friends on virtually as opposed to again it's kind of like the commute idea like having to get ready having to get on the mm-hmm. transit get there whatever it is yeah um, and be yeah and I, I think because people are doing so little of that now people are just easier to connect with it's like do you want to do a video chat or, or yeah have a call Sure. Yeah, like I don't it's easier to Yeah. To make time for people. It I seems. know. I don't really fully um understand the social like how uh not like the social isolation or mental health perspective, but just like how the social dynamics are shifting around this. But I do feel like I've been conscious of and worried about the social dynamics since like really in the last decade since like social media has been prevalent and I feel like I've felt personally like social media is harmful for our social relationships in some ways I do acknowledge that in some ways it allows us to connect with people that we might not otherwise connect with and there's lots of value to it but one of the things I've personally felt is that I've just been like, I've stayed too connected with too many people. Whereas when I think mm-hmm. about my undergrad years, we didn't have social media. Like I was in undergrad 93 to 95, 98. 
Like, I didn't have social media. We didn't have, I didn't have a cell phone. Like, we weren't texting people. So literally the people I hung out with were the people who I called on a phone and went and visited or people who I saw at university on campus and we met up to study together and then we went out for a drink after or whatever it was. And it was like a much smaller, um, not even circle, but my network was smaller. And then since social media and, you know, obviously being we're, you and I are both very social people. Every, I think a lot of people are very social people, but we also have like the frisbee groups and all that stuff. And it's like, you're just too connected. Like, it's it's too much to have like 2,000 friends on Facebook, you know? And it's not like I connect with all of them or talk to all of them, but like even if I talk to 10% of those people, that's like 200 people who I might have like interactions with. That's too much. Do you much. still use Facebook? no. Be partially because of this reason like it was too socially overwhelming for me mm-hmm. like as someone who you know like I'm I'm now connecting with a few people on text that's actually even too much for me sometimes it is not sometimes oftentimes yeah. you know I just feel like we're too much of a connected digitally connected world and social group and it's like it's too much for me yeah socially yeah, I've really reduced my, not because of COVID, but over I don't know, the years, I guess, I've, re- like, I stopped going on Facebook, I don't know, feels like a decade ago, never really got into Instagram, I have an account, I don't post, I don't go on it very much, um, LinkedIn, I used to go on a lot, and I still... That's the one place that I sometimes connect with random, like, people kind of randomly. But can I just... And people randomly connect with me. Right, and connect with you also, like, a good chunk of the time means, like, let's go for coffee. Let's meet up. That used to be the case, but I set... I don't know. I, I set a rule uh, two years ago or something where I would only meet for random coffees on like one day a month or something like yeah. that and so i would that that's just like okay the next time i have available is three weeks away yeah. or whatever and that it was weird because i did that and that happened for i don't know six months or something and then my random coffee requests dropped like a ton that's great so i don't know if it was because that like coincided with me just kind of dropping off of putting myself out there mm-hmm. or I don't know I don't know why but anyway I rarely get those or or maybe I'm just more selective and don't engage as much with people on social media for sure and I regard so part of how I started this was like I don't really know I don't understand the full complexity of it but I think it's an underlying issue that um is underappreciated in terms of the extra load it has on some people like being that connected even like digitally connected with that many people is not normal like that didn't exist yeah 20 years ago and i think so great if you have boundaries not everyone has boundaries and and just like 
knowing I feel what's like going just, on in other people's lives. Like, I don't need yeah. to know what's going on in other people's lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're social beings. I, I feel like... Not I think 200 that, people worth yeah, of other. I think that's, that's what the, I mean. The, the fine point on that is so many people's lives. And, and I don't... I kind of feel weird about the normal... And we've talked about this before, but like nothing's normal. Like when radio came out, people were like, oh, this is so not normal. Kids shouldn't be listening to radio. Like they're glued to it. So I don't, I don't know that that's actually what was said for radio. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like rock and roll and well, TV. Rock and roll is a whole other different the, issue. Yeah, I know. They're all different. It's just like every generation has one, two, three, four. I okay. feel like our generation, like every. <laughs> It's increasing in speed, and so... Normally, I would agree with you with that, except that I've heard some pretty compelling arguments about how social media is very different compared yeah. to every other medium that has existed in terms of potentially being more toxic. Yeah, and that's people... Anyway, I said I don't fully appreciate I don't fully understand the complexity but I actually my point was just that we don't fully know the impact of our social lives and so related back to the current pandemic is that our social lives have drastically changed and I think that's one of the points where we get to retreat and if willing be more conscious of how we go forward whether we maintain our weekly zoom chats with our like high school friends all at once so we feel less pressure to interact with each of them individually you know or whatever it is i don't know i think a big thing about about it has been the collective laying down where laying down of expectations which i i think happens during like like um christmas holidays nope or or yeah it moves in a different direction but like that's one time for me where work stops right and, and so social takes precedence yeah Family, it's just like a, a group mentality where Things change, and then right. similarly, where things change at like kind of a universal scale, and similarly here, in the social sphere, it's things have changed. It's like right. there's no expectations, even if there was very few before. There's right. I do like that we don't have to go hang out with lots of people, and there's no expectations to make plans with people on the weekends. That's been really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. It's 11.02. I need to be in bed by 10.30, which is already 32 minutes late. Mm-hmm. So what's the lo- the third of the three things you wanted to say? Mm. I got to end this. We're at 23 minutes. What do you do with these things? This one will probably go on my Mandyland podcast. <laughs> Most don't, but... Um, my third one? <laughs> what? I just think that's really funny. Like, do you know, you, like, just for all of my listeners' information, 
Mike does know that if I'm recording something, it will go on my podcast. I tell you, you knew. I started this by saying I'm recording this. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were recording it. I didn't really, I didn't know if you were like starting something or like this was contributing to some COVID project or some new. But you knew this was likely to become public. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I knew that. That's all I want everyone to I know. Was just, I do get in the back. Of, <laughs> there was consent. In the back of my mind, I was talking to somebody, Zara, the other day, and she said she was saying something about your posts, or she's kept up to speed with you via your... Oh, interesting. Some sort what, of... Instagram? Yeah, I think so. And I was mm-hmm. like, I have no idea what she's posting on socials. It, that's all me. It's not you. Right. It's for... Yeah, she said something about, like, you being in the car. Yeah, I'm always in the car. (laughs) Interesting, interesting. Okay, anyway, what's your third thing? Shout out to Zara, if you're ever listening to the podcast. Obviously, that you follow the Instagram. That's really great. I really want to get her into my women leadership program, because she's super amazing and awesome. Huge shout out. Um, second, it was a second thing. Yeah, lost it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't think. Okay, commuting and social. Family time. Nope, nothing. Okay. No, family time is wrapped up into the no commuting. I feel like. Okay. I spent more time with Asher before. Today was interesting because I was working in the space with Asher. While I was hanging out with him? Yeah. Right. And I somehow was able to do that. I'm not saying that was necessarily healthy or good for anyone, but yeah. he didn't seem to mind and I didn't seem to get distracted. Like, except when I wanted That's to. because we were actually sitting on the couch in common doing something. No, he was running around in his snowshoes That's and, like, true. around me. And... It's true. It felt like, a, it felt like, an, like, on the complete other end of the spectrum of calmness today. Mm-hmm. Which is probably why I really enjoyed it. But... Okay, so you have nothing else to say. Can I say a couple things? Then we got to end it about what I love. Mm. All like a lot of the stuff you've already talked about, but I love, um, I love. I mean, I've really appreciated trying to like um, be eating fairly healthy since Asher has been born, or since I became a mom. That was something that kind of came out of like my nesting behavior. Um, but I think particularly now it's trying to be more resourceful with the food and not waste food. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since Jet died, we don't give her a lot of our leftovers. And that's been a long time, like, you know, nine, ten months or so. And I've been really conscious of how much food we waste. And so I've been making more quiches and having pie crusts and and just, like, you know, trying to get by with, like, basic ingredients which I, I I know that 
That sounds funny because I have a shit ton of food that comes every... And you just talked about quiches. Yeah, but the quiche... But this is it. It's actually really simple because you... Flour? Flour? I mean, I've made tortillas. I mean, I made that before. But, like, making tortillas, making crepes, making biscuits, making muffins, making pie crust, which I haven't made it yet, but I can. Um, but, like, all of this is just, like, there's this basic flour that gives you all of these recipes which i know is intuitive but like it does and like mm. p- pizza crusts and pizza dough and all this stuff and then you can make so much stuff with that like the quiches are actually not complicated by any means it's like cream cheese and then honestly it's whatever leftovers like i made that tomato garlic quiche yesterday because we had a tomato that was going bad and oh. I didn't want to waste it so I threw it in a friggin quiche I put ham in there I put yeah. bacon in there I put dill in there like I'll just throw whatever in a quiche and it's like the quiche is like the gourmet stew with eggs it's so amazing <laughs> yeah. and we made ice cream last week which we've done before but uh-huh. I'm like we should be doing all these things more but it requires time and then where do you get time from you get time from not commuting you get time from like not going out as much and all this other stuff I mean there is some like flaws to the system because I want to go back to circus and you know I want to go do some other things that I like and that requires running around but um, I really do want to focus on balancing it a little bit better Uh like I said at the beginning I've wanted I've wanted a slower pace I've wanted to be able to do things like that yeah you know I feel like, yeah, slower pace. I feel like we can end now, but I want us to think about what slower pace means and what balance means. Because I feel like what you're actually saying isn't like, yeah. I feel like slowness is a byproduct and balance is it I think it's just it's more like taking control over the I want it in-source more than outsource that's what I mean yeah I feel like the outsource of like what does that mean I, what do you of mean outsourcing of food outsourcing of clothing like you know obviously one of the other things I've been exploring and researching a lot is like making clothes for Asher as opposed to like buying them because they're you know made in China and like all this other, like there's just like the whole supply chain is like fraught with issues that I mm-hmm. don't ethically support and I've you know, in some places worked hard to uh, overcome that, like, and and deal with it and make proper choices, but in other ways, I'm just like, I don't have fucking time to deal with that, so I order from, you know, Gap or Zara Kids or whatever it is, because it's easy and it's, like, it's cheap, even though I know it's wrong, like, and I just, I haven't been able to do anything about that, and, and that bothers me. Um, and I want to come back to that. And so by insourcing, I mean, like, I don't want to outsource the clothing. I don't want to outsource, like, frozen foods. Like, you can buy a quiche. You can buy frozen pizza. It's like, really? 
really? Do I need to buy a frozen fucking pizza? Like, I can get... I mean, even buying pizza dough is like, really? Can I not? Like, from we, I go to the bakery and buy our pizza dough for $3.50. I can make that. But I do like supporting the local, so that's great. But, like, a frozen pizza ready to make. Like, what what is our life consist of that we have to buy a frozen pizza in a box and all that like just think of like the 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 supply chain of that like that's an issue you know like I've got ingredients so like what if I just throw whatever ingredients I have on a pizza you know Mm -hmm. it's like these types of things that we and I'm not judging anyone for doing this we've we all do it because that's how our lives have been constructed that we outsource shit like that Mm -hmm. to buy time and it's convenience and all this stuff, but like at what expense and and for what? What convenience are we finding? We're, yeah. Like we're getting the yeah. convenience of rushing more. Like it just it's not actually yeah yeah it's a like a proper s- equation spiral like yeah what, what yeah what is it leading to I think is it good yeah it's yeah it started with the I don't know if it started but one big step was the washing machine which is fucking amazing but that sliced bread the vacuum the sliced bread the toaster just like every little convenience invention and if you stack them all on top of each other yeah it's like there's some threshold there's probably somebody should do a study similar to the researcher who did the like happiness versus Mm -hmm. income study yeah where it's like at what is it? Some well, dollar like, amount. Yeah, it's depending like basic, on the culture. Above basic living, basic. Yeah. Income, basically. Then the your income doesn't track proportionally to yeah, happiness. It's true. You're right about the yeah. That'd be and a so great there's model. like a happiness or a and or like a time, time efficiency versus um, gadgetry. Yeah. I know, because what we do instead is we spend, like, we don't even have time to go go shopping. Okay, so we don't have time to go grocery shopping, so there's all these online things, which is one of the things that many people are realizing now, and I do a lot of online shopping with my groceries, even, before this, um, and but online clothes shopping, and, like, online everything shopping, and it's like, which means we're shopping a lot, actually. Anyway, I don't want to get too far into that, but like the online shopping that I've done since in the last five years, since becoming a mom, it's hard for me to know. Is that just because like, I feel like I don't have time because I'm a mom and I'm working and I'm taking care of my child and doing things for the house or is it because online shopping exists or are they all the same thing and online shopping exists because people have no time to go out and do this anyways it's just like a crazy model and I think this is an opportunity to stop and say is that am I okay with that supply chain and that outsourcing yeah yeah I think there's a few different issues one is supply chain which I think depends on the particular online shopping that you're doing um and then the second is what we were just talking about is like all the incidental and kind of pyramid effects mm-hmm. that cascade from doing everything from a convenience perspective. Yeah. 
like leveraging or using all of the convenience measures or as many convenience measures as we can. So I think for me, like a summary of what I feel about this is that we, I've sort of taken stock of like the convenience measures I've used and I want to be more conscious about Mm. what, what is actually being convenient and buying me more time and what is just like fucking up the world through my convenience measures. Yeah. Again, I think it might be useful to split those two, both important, but one is like, what is, what am I doing that's fucking up the world or not constructive to the world or society? And one is like, what are my convenience measures or technologies or tools that I'm using out of laziness or yeah. convenience that don't actually buy time. Well, forget about time. Don't like contribute to my core values. Yeah, right. I don't think those are separate. But it could sh- shave off ten seconds. But if it, on mass doesn't align with your core values then who cares about 10 seconds cool and that's that's one really interesting thing that came out of the cal newport's Mm -hmm. digital minimalism book that like it's a whole book but one thing that really stuck out to me is like specifically about technology strip away if you can take it time to strip away all of your technology or at least all of your apps on your phone to start Think about what your core values are and then only yeah. reintroduce the apps onto your phone or the technology generally that support and uphold your core values. Yeah. Everything else you can leave it. I think that's a great way to end. Good night. Okay, good night. <laughs>